Welcome to Pathfinder Academy. Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Christian. Good morning, class. You may be seated. Today's lesson is on the shifter. This is part of our class overview series covering all the classes available to players. And right now we're doing the one ultimate wilderness class. Whether riding on the wind as a falcon or hiding in some fetid bog waiting to strike, the shifter is a true master of the wild. Both a devoted defender of druidic circles and a fierce predator, the shifter could take on the forms of nature and even fuse them together with devastating effect and unbridled savagery. By the way of the druidic discipline of wild shape, they become living aspects of the wild. At first, they're able to assume only a minor aspect, but with time and practice, they can fully transform into even more powerful forms. Ultimate Wilderness introduced just one new class, and that is the Shifter. The Shifter is to the Druid what the Fighter is to the Paladin. It has been a long time coming. People have been very excited for the Shifter. Uh, the Shifter is finally here, and response has been not great. If by not great... You mean Paizo had to lock the thread talking about the shifter. And in fact, it wasn't just about the shifter. It was about the whole book. But they only ever talked about how bad the shifter was. And they even had to put a moratorium on talking about the shifter for like several days. Then yes, it's been a mixed reception. Uh, if you don't mind, I actually want to talk a little bit about what I was expecting before the book came out. Oh, definitely. It was supposed to be, you know, a martial shape-shifting character or wild-shaping character. That seems very interesting to me. For a long time, I've, I've been very intrigued by the Druid's, you know, wild shape class feature. It, it was a little bit complicated, and I, I just, even the magic, I was just done with the magic. I wanted just something pure martial. If you actually look it up, there's very few pure martial classes. When I make, like, just homebrew archetypes, a lot of times it's just taking out the magic of classes, just, like, Focusing on the bombs or the alchemists or something like that. Because it's just after a while I get a little a little tired of doing magic. I want to do some martial characters. So brand new martial character. This seems exciting to me. I was really hoping for something like the skirmisher archetype for ranger. I really like full BAB classes that have kind of like tricks to them. I like the gunslinger. I like the swashbuckler. I was hoping that what this class would be would be a full BAB nature-themed class, and they basically have combat tricks they can do, but the combat tricks were like partial transforming. Like they could do a quick swipe with their claw, and that's like, you know, a daily use of a power they have. Um, they could maybe charge someone through the air by temporarily growing wings. Um, that, that's what I was hoping for. Hmm. I just wanted to shapeshift into different creatures. That was, that was, and no, ma and no spells. That's all I wanted. What I want to put as a goalpost for this class to be successful, I want it to be able to be a wild shaping fighter better than the druid and a yes. martial fighter better than the druid. Uh, which it has, that bar is actually pretty high. The druid is actually very competent at these things. It is difficult to do it, and you do have to weave in the spell casting of druid to be successful at those things. Uh, but it is possible. There are builds out there. The shifter should, by just existing, by just building one, should be better than what the druid can do. And also, long as it's a little, just a little bit more simpler, a little bit easier to use. Like, honestly, I feel like you're trying to use a druid without a program. It's very difficult. Important to note, the shifter didn't have a playtest. Uh, I think this is the first time we've had a class without any playtests and community feedback before it was released. Well, don't worry. We've given them enough feedback after <laughs> release to make up for it. So let's get into the mechanics. Let's see what makes up the shifter. We'll start with the alignment. The alignment of the shifter, just like the druid, has to be any neutral alignment. Yeah, that means nothing to me. I don't really care about that. I've rarely ever used alignments uh, in my game. 
beyond if a spell specifically or effect specifically targets alignment. Or if you're using the wonderful loyalty system, they just need to have a loyalty to nature. They have a D10 hit die. Uh, this is definitely this is a good thing for a martial class. Uh, D12 yeah. is the highest with Barbarian. This is the second best it could be. They have a full base attack bonus progression, which is great. That means they get uh, essentially their base attack bonus is equal to their level. Again, perfect for a martial class. It's important for martial classes because that means they can make iterative attacks. I can't wait to see the iterative attacks that the shifter makes. They get four skill points per level plus their intelligence modifier. Is that the same as fighter? No, fighter only gets two. Oh. But four is like cavalier, very middle of the road, not upset about this at all. That's fine. They have a good fort and reflex save and a bad will save. This is the same scaling as the ranger, uh, and there are some class abilities that scale off of wisdom, so that bad will becomes an okay will save, hopefully. Gotcha. Cool. The shifter has no spell casting capability, uh, but as Yay. I mentioned, it does have some class abilities that scale off of wisdom. Uh, this is interesting. I'm, I'm interested to see how a martial class is going to be scaling off of wisdom. When you think of martial class, you think you want things to scale off of either dex, con, or strength, since that's what you'd be focusing on. Here, it seems like they're sort of forcing you to not be the one-trick pony. Let's let's throw some things in wisdom. Interesting. Okay, I'm interested to see how this will turn out. It's similar to the monk. Monk scales off of wisdom, in a sense, for its defensive capabilities. Uh, the nature theme classes, the druid, the hunter, the ranger, all have scaled off of wisdom till now. I was expecting something uh, okay. in this regard. Next is their proficiencies, uh, weapon and armor proficiencies. A little bit complicated because just like druid, they have like, they get a nitpicky list of weapons that they're allowed to use, and they have some stipulations on the kind of armor they're allowed to wear. So in terms of weapons, they're allowed to use the club, dagger, dart, quarterstaff, a scimitar, a scythe, sickle, short spear, sling, and spear. Of all of those, the scimitar is probably the best. It's a martial weapon, probably the only martial weapon in there. It has a, I don't know why this line is here, but the shifter is also proficient with their natural attacks, so claw, bite, so forth, from their shifter claws class feature, and of any form they assume in wild shape. I, I have never seen anywhere listed you need to have proficiency to use natural weapons, so I, I don't know why this line was added. They are proficient with both light and medium armors, but similar to the druid, they are prohibited from wearing metal armors. If they happen to wear prohibited armor or a prohibitive shield, they are unable to use a lot of their class abilities. They are proficient with shields as well, just not tower shields. They get druidic as a bonus language to start off with, and they can choose sylvan and aklo as languages, which I guess like is going to change some old text. Like when you read the druid, it'll talk about uh, you know, they get druidic uh, language only known to druids. Well, I guess now that's wrong. Now it's known to shifters as well, which I'm glad. I'm glad that there's someone else that's going to, you know, sink into this this field. It does mention in a lot of the flavor text that the shifters work directly with druids and are part of the same nature-loving circles as them. So it makes sense that they get druidic as well. The shifter has a small list of class skills, and those are acrobatics, climb, fly, handle animal, knowledge nature, perception, ride, stealth, survival, and swim. So basically all the physical ones and then most of the nature ones. All makes sense to me. They only get four skill points a level, so you probably weren't going to be playing them as a skill monkey. I think they have everything they need here. Unless I transform into a monkey. Huh? What about that? Mm. Oh, Christian, no. <laughs> do you think about that? <laughs> a literal skill monkey. <laughs> it's in the Beast Jerry 7. It's a new kind of monkey. I'm expecting a new monkey. archetype very soon. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into the meat and potatoes of these guys. Shifter's Claws. They get this at level one, and at will, as a swift action, they grow claws. They do 1d4 damage, and they sort of scale as you level up. 
Eventually, you'll get abilities to overcome various DRs. I think they increase in damage. The flavor of the claws is that you can actually, like, choose the way your claws look. It doesn't really matter. Any beast with a claw, you can say that's what your hands turn into. Uh, the iconic shifter has these, like, um, talons, like bird talons. Her whole forearms turn into, like, crow talons almost. Which, you know, um, there's this feat chain called Aspect of the Beast that you can take if you're Lycanthrope or if you have Wild Shape that just lets you grow claws. So, you know, when you're, you're not going to be taking that anymore. You just get the claws for free and they're going to level up and stuff. I mean, I've used that feat to great effect before. So to have this as a class feature, I have high hopes. So there's, there's two major things to mention with the Shifter's Claws. As we mentioned, the Shifter is a full base attack bonus class. When it comes to natural attacks, your base attack bonus does not grant you any additional attacks. At level 1, a shifter can get two claws, meaning they can get two attacks at their full base attack bonus at level 1. This does not go up over time. Um, as their BAB hits intervals of 5, they're not going to be getting more attacks, and they do not benefit from things like haste that give them bonus attacks per round. So we'll see if there's any other class abilities that interact with the shifter's claws and let them do these things. But as a martial class, this is actually, this scales very poorly. So how does it exactly scale? It gets more damage dice over time, uh, but it's not very impressive. I was expecting more like Monk, where it gets like really impressive later. At level 7, it becomes 1d6, which is a short sword that you can have from level 1. <laughs> At level 11, it's 1d8. At level 13, it's 1d10. And then that's actually the highest it ever goes. Now, it's important to remember there is a feat called Improved Natural Attack that you can take and put on your claws that will step them up one dice. So I bet this was made with that in mind. I feel like there's something deep inside me going, there's something that that overlaps with that you can't do it. But I just checked. I was trying to go through it, and I don't see that it does. But keep in mind, there might be something I'm missing that will make it so that you already sort of get the benefits of that feat. Feels kind of strange uh, the way that's designed. I feel like they should just get Improved Natural Attack as a bonus feat so that you don't have to worry about that. Because it feels like just like a feat tax built into the class. There is a little bit more scaling. At third level, their claws ignore DR Cold Iron and DR Silver. At 17th level, the damage multiplier on a critical becomes times 3 from times 2. And at 19th level, the claws ignore DR Adamantine and DR Nothing. So that that's worrying to me because you have to wait until 19th level to overcome Adamantine DR. Hmm. That has been a thing since, like, level 7, when wizards can cast stone skin on themselves. The critical multiplier becoming times 3 later is nice, but it's still a weapon that only crits on a natural 20. Yeah, I'm not super impressed. Now, you can still get the Amulet of Mighty Fists that helps you, like, sort of enchant them so they can overcome magic and all that stuff. But really, the scaling doesn't seem impressive to me. It all seems pretty late. I guess they really don't want you to focus these claws as your primary means to attack. I can't imagine what else you do use because... You literally only have scimitar as an option otherwise. Uh, maybe hmm. there's a way to build a shifter where you have like a sword in one hand and a claw in the other. Um, but as a dedicated martial class, these claws are weak. Yeah. A short, I would honestly prefer a short sword until like level 17 with these. Because at least I can enchant that to overcome these DRs. I can make it out of different materials. It has a better crit range. And I get iterative attacks. When people start, like, messing around with builds, inevitably always comes up, let's make a natural attack build. What will be good for that? Oh, the cat folk have natural claws. All right, we can take that, and we can do this with this archetype, and blah, 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 blah. And I was sort of hoping, oh, great, the shifter, it'll finally be built into the base class. 
But really, this doesn't seem that powerful. I feel like you could easily do something else that's going to be better with natural attacks. And hey, spoiler alert, welcome to the natural attacks you get while in your normal form. You don't later on get hooves. You don't later on get gore. You don't get anything else but these claws. Honestly, a little disappointing already from the start. Any other natural attack you want that is the crux of a natural attack build, spoiler alert, you don't get it later. Um, you do, however, get your wild shape later. Uh, wild shape like druid, we'll mention it later, that you get to transform into animals. This does interact with that a little bit more. Anytime you assume the shape of an animal using wild shape, the base damage of whatever natural weapons that that form has, if your claws are higher, you can use the claw damage dice. Right. But I guess we'll continue on, but as a martial class, as a class that is specifically supposed to be punching things, right off the bat, the weapons seem weak. Mar like, yep. actual manufactured weapons are much stronger than these claws. So what else do they get at level 1? At level 1, they get their other really important class feature. It's called Shifter Aspect. These are very similar to the Hunter's uh, Focus mechanic that we saw in the advanced class guide you pick a category of animal and there's this big list of the different categories of animals like tiger and bear and bat um which and this is an animal of which you are supernaturally attuned to three minutes plus your shifter level per day you can shift into the minor form of your aspect and get some sort of boon so for example there is the bat aspect as a swift action you can partially manifest the form of a bat which will give you dark vision. Depending on what you form into, you're going to get other relevant bonuses. There's a couple of these that give you, like, say, an enhancement bonus to strength or any of your other physical ability scores. They're ones that give you bonuses to stealth or perception. And there are 15 aspects in total. Now you get one at level one, and then every five levels you get another one. So at level five, you pick a second animal. Level 10, you pick another animal. What I just mentioned is that the enhancement bonus is one. So there's, like, bear tiger, and bull, which are what we know to be, you know, strength, con, dex, animals. Mm -hmm. They are enhancement bonuses, which is the exact same bonus that your belt of bull strength and your belt of dexterity scale off of. So these are not going to stack on top of the items that you're kind of already in the market to buy. As you level up, these do increase. So for example, for the bear, you get your plus two to your con at first level. At eighth, it goes up to plus four. At 15, it goes to plus six. But like you said, these are all enhancement bonuses. I guess that frees up your magic slots. You know, we're, we are going to be having an argument about this in episode we already recorded, but are going to be releasing later. Automatic bonus progression. We'll, so we'll, we'll leave the in-depth conversation to there. But suffice to say, it is nice to have those slots opened up. But that does mean that, that you're going to be no better than anyone else who can just buy these items. And there's going to be a point if you do buy these items that this is now useless to pick that lesser form. It can kind of act like now I have another one. So say, example, I want the plus two to my constitution score, but I want to spend my one or two or however many minor aspects on other animals. And I still get the benefit of the quote unquote bear. I mean, but I'm trying to find a good, re a good, a good view here. It is kind of lame. I wish it was something other than an enhancement bonus. Now I'm going to try and look at the positive here and say that the shifter is insanely powerful at level one. You're getting two attacks at level one, mm -hmm. and you're getting an enhancement bonus to strength that most people have to wait to get, and you're full BAB. So level one, the shifter's actually going to be messing stuff up. Mm -hmm. It's it's later in the game that I'm worried about. Um, not, not only three of these are the enhancement bonuses, there are some other ones, and I'm going to list off some of the miscellaneous uh, bonuses you get from some of these. The lizard gives you a bonus to acrobatics checks that increases as you level up. The monkey gives you a confidence bonus to climb checks. 
the snake gives you a bonus to attacks of opportunity. That's kind of cool. The mouse is actually pretty powerful because it gives you evasion and then later improved evasion. Now, I'm a little worried about this. I can only do this three plus my shifter level minutes per day. So if I'm getting any more than like one or two combats, I'm not going to be getting the benefits of this anymore. How long do your combats last? It, it is a swift action to activate. And I would say one minute intervals, probably I'm over a minute for a fight. So over 10 rounds would be rare. See, I, I don't think you'll have a problem with the duration of this as long as you're only using it in combat. But what if I want to use this out of combat? Then it's mm -hmm. starting to dig into my minutes per day. All right, now Caleb's going to have his uh, lame hour where he talks about something that's probably only relevant to him. So uh, sit back, get some popcorn, mm. <laughs> turn on Netflix's Punisher until this, this session's over. And that's that. This is a sort of spiritual pseudo something, you know, connection. Nothing actually changes. I am not getting a minor aspect of a bear. That's not happening. It's just sort of happening in the in the thought sphere, in the spiritual sphere. So, like, I'm really growing talons. Like, the, the bird, the bird, the, the iconic gear has sort of, like, falcon talons. That's cool. But that's just from her claw feature. She's not getting any sort of aspect. I'm not getting kind of cool legs from the frog thing. I am not getting anything from any of these things. It just sort of happens. I kind of feel like a bear, so I feel kind of, I'm kind of bigger. I kind of feel bigger. I look exactly the same, but I feel stronger. Look at that. Oh, I got the aspect of what's the bull, but my muscles aren't getting bigger. You don't see that happening. I think it's a, it's a big disappointment for me. I want to be able to, the lesser aspects, I want to be able to shift a little bit and change in form, but I don't, I bet not a lot of people care about that, but I do. I mean, flavor-wise, you could always actually do that i don't see any problem with saying that when i invoke my monkey form that i'm somewhat more ape-like in appearance mm -hmm. um but what you're touching on is actually something that i'm going to be talking about in depth in the extra credit uh in the way they handle the archetypes i i, I do feel you're right the um the class abilities do not lend themselves well they just say that it's all nature themed but it's not actually doing anything nature themed it's just bonuses and i'm glad these all aren't just bonuses to stats uh, to, to, to your ability scores. You're getting things like movement speed, like you said, evasion. The snake one sounded really interesting through attacks of opportunity. Very clever. Uh, the monkey for climb checks. It's like, I need to climb. I need to get up this thing. You know what? I'm going to channel one of the great climbers in nature, the monkey aspect, and now I'm good at climbing. I'm glad at least there's some variety here. Let's go on to the next thing. Wild empathy. It's the same thing you'll find on the druid, on the ranger, on the hunter. And this essentially means you're better at, at dealing with animals. Better at, you know, those diplomacy rules that everyone uses. Because when my players talk to an animal, I always make them stringently follow the rules for how to do that. <laughs> we do have to say, you know, one thing. I remember we made the mistake of being like, I don't use these rules, so no one must. So we got an email saying, you know what? I actually do use the rules. It was at the time it was uh, animal tricks and handle animal. And pushing an animal. So, I mean, if you're following rules as written and you're trying to use these these diplomacy rules, that will benefit you. And it does fit in with the theme of, hey, listen, I'm better at dealing with animals. I can be the person in the woods play, from Zelda playing my ocarina on a tree stump and, and animals flock to me. And they're not scared of me. I can walk through the woods. And unlike the normal person, the fighter who walks through in his chainmail and everything scatters as, as soon as they hear him coming, I walk around and they look at me as just another creature of the wild. I'll give them that. I don't think it's particularly strong, but it's good thematically. And I think as a GM, you can understand the idea of it. And maybe not if you're not using the exact diplomacy rules, still kind of have the idea of it and be able to easily implement that into your game. 
As per every other Wild Empathy we've ever gone over, it is 1d20 plus your shifter level plus your charisma modifier. You have no reason to put points into a charisma, so you're not going to be super great at this check unless you have a really weird build. So that's everything you get at level 1. A strong level 1, mm -hmm. but not abilities that I feel like are going to be scaling well until later in the game. So let's take a look at what they get at level 2. First thing they get is Defensive Instinct. And this is one of the wisdom scaling abilities that we were talking about. If the shifter is unarmored and unencumbered, they add their wisdom bonus to their AC, just like the monk. Hmm. It has all those same stipulations. If you are wearing armor, instead you add one half of your wisdom modifier to your AC with a minimum of zero. You get a free uh, plus one to this every four levels. I wish the minimum was one. Hmm. So the way this reads is that, you know, granted you're wearing armor, you need to have at least 14 wisdom in order to benefit from this at all. 14 is pretty steep for a martial class. 14 is really steep for a martial class to put into a wisdom, uh, into a mental stat. And this is really one of the only things that scales off of wisdom. What is really nice, though, and what is really elegant, and I feel, in this design, is that once you transform later with your wild shape, you become unarmored when you're, say, a bear. So then you're getting your full wisdom bonus to AC, which is really nice because a lot of people would multi-class into monk when they were doing a druid wild shape build because they wanted that wisdom to their AC. So this is a really nice way to kind of build that in organically. But as per running around and using your armor, I'm not putting, I'm not going to get 18 points into wisdom just to get a plus two to my AC. That's really bad returns. Mm -hmm. I'll give it this. The wild enchantment for armor is pretty darn expensive. You're not going to be getting it early, so you do need something to offset when you're wild shape to get armor of some kind. Right, because when you will find later when you shift, say, into a bear, you lose all your armor. You're not wearing armor anymore. An armored bear would be great, though. It would. It I would feel be like amazing. I should carry armor around made for bears and put it in my backpack, and when I shape, throw my backpack off. Put on the armor. I'll be in battle. One second. One second. How? Oh, claws are really hard to tie strings. Why did I get strings on this? Come on. Here we go. Hey, guys. Right. Hey, guys. Can you help me out here? Next time. Yeah. Do you, do Am you I the only ally here? Come on. <laughs> all right. Now, are you Russian? All right. You can ride me into battle. Let's go. This isn't really incentivizing me to put a lot of points in the wisdom. If I were doing a point buy, if this is all that scales off of wisdom, I'd rather just put more points into dexterity. Almost all of the new feats introduced that the shifter can take advantage of for her wild shape require a wisdom of 19. So say I have a wisdom of 19 to, you know, qualify for those feats. I'm getting a plus four to my AC if I'm not wearing armor. That's not bad. Wait, it requires 19 wisdom? Um, plus four to AC <laughs> at level one. Christian, relax. <laughs> Plus four to AC at level one. I'm not shaking a stick at it. I mean, but are you gonna you're gonna put 19 points in wisdom at level one? If I want those feats, but you also need strength and you need dex and you need con. You're a full martial class. You're, you're right. I'll probably be getting adding it later through different enhancement bonuses. You're right. And as as it gets higher, you know, it sort of seems like a theme here. Like level one's great, level two's great, early levels are great, but as you level up, it's like maybe not so great. But hey, this is what you need. This is the sort of thing is designed for early level, I guess. Well, let's go on to the next thing, and that is track. At second level, you get to add your <laughs> you get to add half your level as a bonus on survival checks to track. Okay. Yay. The most fun class ability. This would be this would be cool and I don't think overpowered if it was to all survival checks. Why is it just to track? Because it's called track, Caleb. That's the I know, name but of the you ability. Have, you could call it different things, Christian. Do what would they call it survive? That would confuse people. Then they'd die and be like, but my ability Wilderness is to expert. survive. Add half your level to all survival checks. Oh yeah, I don't want to ruin the game by having me more accurately predict the weather at early levels. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. Um, I consider track a non-class feature. It's a very it's small from, bonus. It's, it's from, you know, Druid, probably what right. Hunter and... Mm-hmm. They all have it. Um, so I'm, I'm just considering it like, I, I, it's just something that I don't consider a real class ability. I don't consider Wild Empathy a real class ability either. I also don't consider what they get at level three a real class ability. And it's the only thing they get at level three, and it's Woodland Stride. Yeah, you can walk through woods and stuff, with, and it's not difficult terrain for you. Hooray. Ooh, fun. It's very important for the shifter to have, certainly, because they are the nature-themed class. They're not getting slowed down by briars and brambles. But that's all I get at level three? That's it? Okay. Well... I'll give it this, with those three together, though weak and maybe uninteresting, it is thematic enough that now me walking through the woods, it's like I am an animal. It's Nothing impedes me more than it impedes any other animal. Animals aren't afraid of me. I can I can be like the Lewis and Clark come to me and I'll, I'll help I'll help track get help help you track in the wilderness. And then you can put me on a coin. That's it. My, I'm going to make a shifter. Her name's Sacagawea. <laughs> Oh, hey, didn't see you there. My friend Christian and I were just getting ready to open up our presents. Hey, Caleb, do you think these guys would be interested in joining us? You know, I bet they would. I mean, if they listen to Pathfinder Academy, they gotta be cool, right? If role-playing games are your thing, why don't you guys check out our other podcast, Trailblazers? Trailblazers is an actual play podcast where you can see many of the concepts addressed in this show come to life. Season 2 of Trailblazers has been great so far, and I especially like that you can get into it without any prior knowledge of Season 1. It's definitely a fun adventure, especially if you like mysteries and a dash of cyberpunk with your fantasy. If high fantasy is more your style, then consider giving Season 1 a listen. You can find Trailblazers on iTunes. We've got a bunch of other ways to listen as well, so go to our site tblazer.net for a complete list of the ways that you can listen. So go ahead, get some eggnog, pour yourself a cup of cheer, grab some dice, and join us. Alright Christian, this one's for me. Open it up! Oh, Caleb, a, a bag of dice. How unexpected. So level four, we're getting what I we would probably want to consider the main class feature, at least thematically, and that is Wild Shape. And this is where you can now transform into different animals. And this is going to act like B-Shape 2, the spell, and you can do it once a day. Christian... Once a day at level four, but I thought this was like a main feature of mine. Wait, the shifter? They, oh, <laughs> it's not called the shifters. It's not plural. It's just once. Uh, the, the shifter. He, they shift once. The I shifted once. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I see. Well, once a day, I can shift into an animal. But, you know, hey, great. Just like Druid, I can pick any animal I can think of, as long as it meets through prerequisites. Uh, um, shape too. Wait, um, wait, Caleb? Uh, yeah, yeah. Christian? I I don't think you can do that. What could what could this thing be that I certainly did not set you up for? What was that? What what's what's going you, on? You I think if I'm reading this correctly, I got my little reading glasses on. The fine print here. You you can only transform into animals who you have chosen as your aspect. Well, you know I have 15 aspects. I can transform into 15 different animals at level four. That's cool. I like uh, that. That's fine. You have one. I'm I I'm sorry. What? Yeah, you, you only have one. You you get one aspect at level one. Oh, so. Yeah. Once a day, you know, here at level four for four hours or until I turn back, I can be the one aspect I picked. A bat or, or a stag. Okay. Um, this, this is good. So this is good. This is all sarcasm, clearly, but I mean, <laughs> this is weird. They're the shifter. Why is this not like you could shift into anything whenever you want, however many times you want? B-Shape 2 isn't even that good. It's literally not even that good. It's like... A side grade. It's not upgrade. It's a side grade. Well, here's the thing. Now, you're getting the major form, and the major forms listed here are better than just B-Shape 2. 
It is better than if you were just a druid. You get specific things. They're listed for each of the 15 aspects. So, for example, as a bear, you're going to shift into a dire bear. And you get some things that you probably expect would be shaped to, like low light vision and scent. But then at 8th level, you're getting improved natural attack with your claws, which is that feat we were talking about earlier. And then at 15th level, the critical multiplier of your claw attack increases by 1. And you gain the awesome blow feat. That's not part of... Be shape. So that's cool. At least you're getting more interesting things. And I just picked the bear, which may have been the lamest example. I just picked it at random. What? Awesome blows? Great. Awesome blows where you punch someone and they fly across the room. You think I don't want to bear punch somebody? Because I totally do. <laughs> bear punch them across <laughs> the woods till they hit a tree and out <laughs> co- down comes the great oak. And you're like, you just made me kill a tree. Now you're going to die. <laughs> Uh, but so at least that's interesting. But this actually made me think of something about the last one we were just talking about, the minor aspects. They were kind of cool. The reason the hunter's cool is because you have a list to pick from. And in this situation, you could say, oh, crap, I need evasion now. I'm going to pick the mouse. Oh, I need scent now. I'm going to pick the wolf. Here, you're only picking one at level four anyway. And as it goes up, it's still just a limited list. So I can't, I can't, I don't have that flexibility. If I've picked, you know, bull, then it's going to be bull for a while. What if I'm playing a prince who was transformed to a frog and got kissed, but it went wrong and he only half turned back? So I picked the frog. What do I turn into as a major form for a frog? You could be a large frog as per the first bestiary. You get a swim speed, low light vision, scent, bite attack with the grab ability. And guess what? You get to treat all jumps as if you had a running start. Welcome to Gripply Town. Eighth level, you're going to get a tongue attack, which is a unique attack that I love so much. Fifteenth level, your swim speed gets better, and your reach of your tongue goes to 30 feet. A freaking range attack with my tongue. I love this. And it deals bludgeoning damage equal to the damage dealt by your shifter claws. I thought I already could do that. That's what you get with being a major frog. Okay, so actually, that's actually pretty cool. I liked... I like that one. This is, this is one of the cooler parts. I just wish I could do it more often. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this also makes me think, We were going back to we were talking about the enhancement bonuses, I was kind of working off you have any of this selection. Now it's even worse, because if I did pick the bear, I'm pretty much saying to myself, never, never, ever buy anything that's going to give me enhancement bonus to Constitution, because I'm I'm pretty much, you know, negating my choice of bear for the rest of the game. Sorry, these, these new revelations help me think about the, the old things we've gotten now and how sort of lame they are. I mean, you, you can you can use them in conjunction. You can manifest the minor forms of your aspect. So if you were, say, the bull, you could give yourself, as a swift action, an enhancement bonus to your strength. You could be a bull at that time and beat people up with your bull horns. You can use them in conjunction. It's not terrible. I like that it is distinct and stronger than druid wild shaping. But again, I just wish the shifter could shift more than once a day. Well, I'm getting a new aspect every five levels. So I'm, I'm going to be, in the end, getting five different aspects because I get one at level one. In the end, so at least you're, I'm going to be getting a, a... I really want to say I'm getting a variety of things, but I'm not. But I'm getting a variety of things to sort of pick from. Two is not a variety. <laughs> Christian, I am trying, all right? <laughs> so Caleb did mention, because that was level four. All you get at level four is wild shape. At level five, you do get a second aspect. You go over to that list, you pick a new thing. So maybe you picked bear at level one, and then you pick Dinocus, the dinosaur, uh, at level five. You can now use either of their minor forms or either of their major forms. So maybe you you use your minor bull strength, and then you use your uh, major dinosaur and become a strong dinosaur. At sixth level, and every two levels after, you are going to be increasing uh, how many times you can turn into it. It's still the same length. That scales. 
But this is interesting. So you're, you're saying to me, I can't just keep coming in and out as often as I like since it's this weird limit on just number of times per day, period. I can't be like, oh, I need to be a mouse now to get through this little hole. Oh, I need to be a bear now to knock down the store. I'm not getting this sort of utility that I sort of am expecting. No, hmm. you are not. And there's a little note here that I get to pick feats that require wild shape. My affected druid level is equal to my shifter level for those prerequisites, which is great because I'm, I'm going to be wanting to pick those feats. Other than getting a second aspect at level five, the shifter gets another non-class feature, which is trackless step. Wowie, you don't leave a trail in the forest. Who cares? No one wants to follow you anyway. You can get lost. Okay. <laughs> Aw, what if I'm a popular shifter? <laughs> You can you can run to the woods when the form starts to ignite. <laughs> Things get too hot. You can go run to the woods and no one will find you. All right. Well, again, it's part of those other ones that we saw were kind of, you know, not super powerful, but very thematic to me making the woods my home. And I'm okay because it's not the only thing I'm getting at level five. So let's see. Level six. They get a... Um, what's the new thing they get at level six? New? That we haven't talked about? Nothing. Oh, okay. That's fine. Uh, they're just getting an upgrade. They can wild shape an additional time a day. So level seven, they're going to get uh, this new thing. What's the new thing? It's it's called nothing. Oh, okay. And then at level eight, it looks like they actually get an upgrade to nothing. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So not until level nine, you're not getting a new ability. Okay. Um, That's fine. I, I don't know why you're trying to make a joke out of this. I think it's fine. We've seen that in other classes. As long as your other stuff's, you know, powerful enough to... Oh, it's oh. not powerful enough to me matter. Great. So what do we get at level nine? Hopefully it's really good. We're getting Chimera Aspect. Chimera. Now, that's the mythological creature that several monsters built up in one, like a lion with the tail of, I think, a um, scorpion, and I got a goat head. So I'm this cool, awesome monster. So this is sort of that same idea of you can pick some different aspect from the your different aspects, hey-oh, and uh, kind of turn yourself into a chimera, sort of. You get to pick two of your minor aspects to pick uh, to start at once. Like we said earlier, since that doesn't manifest physically... You're not sort of chimering it up, though. So the, the combination of two of these isn't going to be super powerful. You can pick, like, two of the enhancement bonus ones, and you can have a scaling automatic bonus to, say, strength and dexterity. That's pretty good. Um, You can have evasion in something else. You can have a move speed in something else. They're not bad, but they're not great. Um, mm-hmm. that, so that's all that chimeric aspect is letting us do. Okay. We're taking another large leap. This this upgrades at level 14 to become greater chimera aspect, where you can pick three minor forms at a time. Now, this is important to mention that you're not like tripling the amount of time you can use these minor aspects, right? It still just counts as if you're using one uh, for the limit per day. And you can have these minor aspects as well as your greater aspect. aspect. So I can be the greater aspect of the bear and the minor aspect of the bear, and the minor aspect of the stag, and the minor aspect of the frog. Correct. So Chimeric Aspect, the get level 9, that improves the level 14. They actually don't get any new class abilities until level 20. Everything up to this point is just an upgrade to whatever they currently have. And I'm going to quote-unquote upgrade, because we talked about how we felt about these upgrades. So what do we get in level 20? What is our capstone? What makes me the best shifter around? So when you become a level 20 shifter, you get Final Aspect. At 20th level, a shifter gains access to a fifth aspect, and when okay. she uses shifter's aspect, she can assume the minor forms of all five of her aspects. Hmm. Um, that's that. I don't think that's a capstone, and I think that's just greater chimeric aspect too. Yeah, and we already knew that you are going to get a fifth aspect when we went over the aspects, so that might as well just be titled even greater chimeric aspect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, that was actually a letdown. That was a really big letdown. Yeah. 
that was pretty disappointing. And that was the shifter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to mention a few things before I cry about the shifter. We've been crying the whole time, Caleb. <laughs> we have been crying the whole time. Uh, the, the book specifically says, here are the aspects we've come up with. GMs, we encourage you to come up with more. That's kind of cool, except that a lot of us use software where it's just not going to be in that software. And now I've got something off track outside the software. And I mean, can you, it's a little bit odd because, I mean, imagine if the fighter said, these are the fighter things, but you know what? If you think <laughs> something's cooler than, you know, incre- than decreasing the armor class penalties, you know, just throw it in there and you could pick it instead. What? what? I'm sorry, what? Here's all the feats that have been published that the fighter can pick as a bonus feat. But, you know, if that's not good enough, feel free to come up with your own feats. Right. And the idea is you're not, since you're not just using animal shape, which by the way, never gets better than B-shape too. If you're, if you're not, since you're not just using B-shape, since you're getting things that are better than B-shape, like we were talking about, when you are in the greater aspect, you're getting more important things. It does require you to come up with something else. Like, dude, I really want a, uh, I don't know, what's a cool animal? Platypus. I really want the platypus. <laughs> as a as a poisoner type animal. There's no poison I type I want the animal. platypus bad. I want him, I want him, I want him. Uh, you get to come up with some really intriguing things that make this platypus cooler than if you just animal shaped, uh, beast shaped into a platypus. But that's there. That's available for you there. And I don't think that's that would encouraged. be too difficult to do in terms of the major form, like the actual animal you turn into, because you can just flip through the pages of the old bestiaries, find whatever is akin to a platypus and say, hey, you transform into this, and you get some cool upgrades over time. Mm-hmm. Um, the minor one is more difficult because it's just like all of them are just kind of like miscellaneous bonuses to abilities and checks and stats. But uh, Christian, I'm, I'm, boy, I'm not fond of it. I'll say some of my my biggest gripes uh, probably probably fit into three categories. One is that these claws don't really seem to be as powerful as just a a person with a sword. Really, honestly, it doesn't get that much better. I would have liked it to sort of spread out the progression a little bit more instead of just throwing out the really cool thing, you know, oh, you yell up a fourth, seventh, and then wait till 19th. Oh, wow. Okay. Seems like a big jump. The fact that I cannot pick all the aspects, they're not all available to me or at least there's not more available to me, makes it difficult for me to have the situation where I say, I'm this awesome shifter. I can transform into whatever I need to. I need to be this this thing for the situation. Let me quick change in there real quick. Oh, no, I can't because right now I only have two aspects available to me. Sorry. And also I can only do this like three times per day. So I don't want to waste it just to get through this door. Sorry, guys. That just seems so limiting to me. It just makes me it makes me shudder. Like I'm not really that great. It really I'm only saving my shifting really for the battle, and that kind of means I don't want to be a bat because the bat's more functional than he is combat. You're really pushing me towards the combat. I feel like the flexibility that this class sort of I think needs to make it something that is competitive with the other classes is sort of designed out of it. I think those two things are sort of maybe my major gripes with this class. If you remember, uh, we put our stipulations forward as to what we were expecting from this class, or like how we would grade it. What was the goalpost for this class? The shifter should be better at being a wild-shaping combatant than the druid. And honestly, I don't think it is. Mm -hmm. The druid can max out wisdom, no problem. The druid can shift into an animal, cast one buff spell on itself, and it's probably going to be better than the shifter, or at least very comparable. Yeah, the shifter gets some bonuses to shifting, but it's not so much better. Uh, The... Ugh. Maybe, maybe I'm 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 too focused on our, our first reviews. We did the advanced class guide. 
And flexibility was a big part of that, those classes. Maybe I, I've now prescribed that to all classes and all classes don't get that sort of thing. Maybe I'm, maybe it's my fault for putting it on the shifter. Look, if we're going to talk about what we're comparing it to, let's compare it to then the core martial classes, the barbarian, the fighter, the ranger, and the paladin. How does this stack up? The shifter, I'm going to compare it directly to the fighter, I think is actually the closest analog to it because it's just a martial person that gets kind of like these static bonuses not very much versatility like the fighter all it really does is punch things we don't we didn't really get anything that wasn't the ability to punch something or walk through the woods really well mm. and look how many bonus feats the fighter gets the fighter, the fighter gets tons of bonus feats and the opinion of the fighter is still that it's not a very good class because it really doesn't do much what does the shifter actually do what does it contribute it punches things and it doesn't get as many feats as a class who is designed to punch things. So what what am I what do I have to be excited about with the shifter? And I don't feel like there's a lot. It's really just the wild shaping. That's really what the shifter can do well, and it's so severely limited. Like the mm -hmm. one thing I want to get excited about with this class is like, oh well, you get a level four, and it's once a day for four hours. Mm -hmm. So make sure you don't have a fight in the morning and then do something later in the day. Yeah. And yeah, now I'm stuck with these claws that aren't scaling very well. I'm not, and I'm only getting claws. I'm not getting any sort of secondary thing. So I'm only ever getting two attacks level 20, two attacks with my claws. If I run out of beast shapes, wild shapes. Yeah, it's, it's pretty disappointing. It's called a shifter, but he doesn't really seem, she doesn't seem to be the master of shifting. I could see sort of where the, the bones were there from like using the hunter a little bit. Uh, I don't know. A lot of people have said, and I can't verify this because I, I didn't really see the playtests, but a lot of people said, oh, this sort of reminds me of the playtest of the Swashbuckler. And then, you know, before we it came out, after they got our feedback and turned it into something good. They feel like this is like the, the Mach 1 version, and they felt that it, it would have been, it could have benefited from a playtest. You think that's the case? I definitely think so, yeah. Um, I mean, because when you actually look at it, real class abilities, they get like three. They get their claws, they get their aspects, and they get wild shape. That's really all the shifter is. Well, disappointing, Christian, uh, but there are some feats I want to talk about. And uh, why, don't, why don't you, while, while I'm about to pull up the feats, why don't you talk to us about any interesting favorite class bonuses? They're listed here at the end of the shifter's uh, little entry in the book for its class, and none of them are really worth mentioning. They're all very not interesting bonuses, like a small bonus to wild empathy or you get one energy resistance, cold, or acid. There's nothing unique to the shifter. Humans get to add uh, one-third of the number of minutes they can assume their minor form each day. Mm -hmm. Okay. The half-orcs add one-third of a bonus to critical hit confirmations on their claws. That doesn't stack with critical focus. Okay. Um, the, the claws crit on a natural 20, so I, that's not really helpful, I guess. All right. Okay, thanks. Bye. Sorry, favorite class machine broken. Come back later. Let's talk about these feats. Now, you got some that you get from just there's these wild shapes for the druid. Things that quick wild shapes. So you can wild shape faster. There's a planar wild shape that lets you put on a template. But the new ones that we get, let's look at these. We have energized wild shape, which you have to have a base tech bonus of plus six and a wisdom of 19. You get resistance 10 to an energy type you pick between acid, coal, electricity, or fire. And your natural tax will deal an additional 1d6 points of damage with that type. Whoa. And the great thing about this is you don't have to pick a natural attack, which could be rough. Like, oh, well, I just pick my claws. Now I'm a stag. I'm using my ho my hooves and my my gore. 
It's not working anymore. No, great. 1d6 to everything. That sounds pretty cool. That's that's actually really strong. If any class had a feat that said each one of your attacks deal an additional 1d6 damage, absolutely everybody would take it. But why? Why on earth does it require 19 wisdom at level 6? That is a very steep investment for the, the shifter. If they want to be slashing people with the claws, they really want that high strength. If they're a melee class, they want a con. And now I need as actually more wisdom than I would put into a full caster at that point. That's mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. And there's some rules here. If you already have energy resistance or you already do energy damage, it just it, you know increases a little bit. There's Frightful Shape, base attack bonus plus 9, wisdom 19. And essentially, when you use your wild shape, you have a chance to become shaken or panicked if they have uh, if they're even like really low level creatures. Here's a really cool one. Mutated shape. Base tech bonus of plus six, wisdom nineteen. When you shape, you get to grow an additional appendage of your choice. Is this reason they call it mutated shape? This gets to be used as a full attack action. This is the thing we were saying about, boy, I wish I eventually got a gore attack and blah blah blah. Now, boom, tentacle out of my stomach. Let's do this. I got a sting now. I'm ready. Now I'm a chimera shape. Honestly, those two seem like pretty big you need to pick if you're really going to be focusing on your wild shape. Yeah, get a whole nother attack in your full round action. That's a must pick. But again, why Why is there 19? What if I told the fighter he had to have 19 <laughs> oh. intelligence to take this combat maneuver? But I, the good news is, hey, at least I'm getting that armor bonus from it. So here's actually a good one uh, for how you want to build your shifter. It's called Shifter's Edge. It requires 13 dexterity, the weapon finesse feat, and you to be using your shifter's claws. Uh, whenever you use weapon finesse to make a melee attack with your claws or a natural attack augmented by your claws, you also add your shifter level to the damage. That's really good, actually. Yeah. Sorry, Christian. If, if you're using a dex build, what? I'm sorry. I've got some bad news for you. Wait, what? This isn't a setup. I'm actually surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Did they already errata this because it was too good? Yes. What? <laughs> This is supposed to be like lethal grace. You're only getting half your level. This is going to be fixed very soon. They said it's going to be like the first errata that comes out. It was a mistake. Sorry, Christian. Otherwise, this why even build a strength? But yeah, that with with your weapon finesse, you're adding your dex to your claw attacks anyway. And then you're supposed to now get half your shifter level. It's supposed to help the dex build, but it made it better than the strength build when they made this mistake. This makes it like one of the best feats of all time. I'm sorry, Christian, disappoint you. Mm, it's the power gamer in me. It is. It would have been. I should have called that out as being overpowered because it kind of is. Uh, definitely overpowered is written. There's, you know, shifters rush. Uh, all you need to be is level four. And when you use a move action, move 10 feet or more. When you charge, you can wild shape as a free action during that movement. There's wild vigor, which is going to help you with your sort of wisdom scaling. Uh, all you need is wild shape. That's it. So you can get level one. And number of times per day equal to your wisdom bonus. When you wild shape, you gain a number of temporary hit points equal to your base attack bonus. That's cool. That's especially helpful as you get level, you know, hey, now I'm level 10. I can do this if I have the wisdom 19, right? Four, four times a day, I'm getting 10 bonus hit points for a feat. Hey, wow, we found something that scales off of their full BAB. <laughs> it's a random feat in the back of the book. We just mentioned the wild shape stuff. There's other stuff, obviously, the, the fish shifter will benefit from with the feats in here. But those are just the wild shape ones. Now, Christian, uh, any last thoughts? So we we obviously have a negative opinion of the shifter and kind of spent most of this time griping on it. I do want to say that the rest of this book is excellent from what I've seen. Um, This does not reflect how we feel about the entirety of the Ultimate Wilderness book. It's kind of contained solely to the shifter. There's tons of archetypes and tons of feats and weapons and like, you know, 
whole new alchemist discoveries, whole new rogue talents, things like that in this book that are all great. The Shifter is just kind of this black sheep of this book. I don't want to say how I feel about the rest of the book yet, because we're going to be doing an episode. Probably our next book review will be on this book. So I don't even want to say one way or the other. I just want to tease it. That's coming up. Christian obviously seems to have the opinion that he likes the rest of the book. We're going to be delving into the rest of the book to tell you exactly how we feel about it, what ways we liked, what we didn't like. Was the shifter just a black sheep? Was it reflective of the whole thing? I hope you guys tune into the episode to find out. And I'm not sort of like, oh man, I don't want to say that I don't like it. I honestly haven't given my opinion yet. I don't want to let you know either way. I want to I want to tease it for the episode. I'll let you know then. We are doing the extra credit next. That's where we're going to go over all the archetypes presented for the shifter in Alternate Wilderness. There's actually quite a few of them. There's like five or six. Um, we're going to be going over all those, and then we're going to be going over our own example builds for the shifter. Yep, one for each of us. He'll be doing the base. I'm going to be doing one of the archetypes. That's it for the shifter for now. Thank you all for listening. Class is dismissed. Pathfinder Academy is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great RPG podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? Email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. This is Johan Martins. Thanks for listening. make love to my wife tonight. Oh, well, um, uh, next time I'll, uh... You know, I don't even know if I love her anymore. I don't really know her. Like, what am I gonna do? Someone should tell Jacob that people change, and it takes effort to stay connected with someone. But in the meantime, the fellows at Tales from the Lich always stay connected through gaming and friendship. When you can't play, listen. TalesFromTheLich.com Hey, uh, happy Valentine's Day.